So all right, he was in the tree. The snake was in the tree. He snakes in the tree and persuaded Adam to take the apple. Adam bit the apple, and God was like, "I, I told you not to do that. This one tree, one tree out of the gajillion that was here. I told you not to do nothing with." Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow I might just get that motherfucking car wash and shit. Drive around all day, playing my shit. Yeah. I never do much talking, I never do much tricking, I never do no hating, I'm what the game's been missing, I hear you niggas talking, you niggas sound like bitches, I'm all about my riches, I'm open even on Christmas, she let a fucking... Come on, okay, rock and jump is for, uh, rock and jump is for pussies. <laughs> yeah, you heard that? I heard the former managers from rock and jump are for pussies too. <laughs> I'm going to leave this shit in. Yo, if you ever manage to oh. rock and jump, I got a static for you. I'm an ass. Yep. All right, so I guess we might as well get started, right? Welcome motherfucking back. Welcome back. Welcome well, back. To you guys. We've yeah, been doing this. We haven't stopped. Oh, we have this. I really can't wait till we stop doing these fucking like three-day runs of stuff because yes. of the holidays and other shit. You having to just make shit up? Because we've been making anything up. <laughs> no, just not working. making it up, but like... Not doing it on our normal days because shit's going on. So we have yeah. to make it up on another day. Still getting it done. Just not the way we want to. Yep. Would you uh, Would you ever want to do a daily? Because I know some pods do daily. But a it's like daily 20, pod? It's like 20 minutes. That was pretty good. Yeah, they're not doing it. Uh, Yeah, but I don't think that really fits our brand. No, I'm just saying. Because I'm, like, I'm looking at other pods that do it every day and I'm like... Like there's a there's a PFF pod that does one. It's every day. There's uh, the Robin Hood snacks. That's every day. Wow, that that was aggressive. The same food food for thought. I mean, I think it would. I I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to edit every day. What are you really editing? Twenty, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, still wouldn't want to do it though. I mean, look, we'd get really fucking good though. I'd say that. Yeah, it just. It, I don't think it fits our brand though, unless we just like bottlenecked it into. 20 minutes of nonsense while also talking about a topic. We, Bro, our first 20 minutes of the pod, pods now are straight nonsense. I don't think they're nonsense. I just don't think they're uh, well-aligned thoughts. Nonsense. Okay. I think it's nonsense compared to what, what we talk about for the anything after the first 20, 25 minutes. Maybe the things you say are nonsense. Things, things I say are real. Things that you say are incredibly nonsensic. I say a lot of incredible things. Like, words aren't real. I stand by that. Yeah, that was a crazy thought S- yesterday. Still stand by it. Is nonsensic a word? Nonsensic is not a word. That's not like a word. Look at you. That don't sound like a word. But I tell you what, if, like, three people in Geneva or that work for dictionary.com decide that's a word, now it's a word. Correct. So, words aren't real. Words we're, are real. We're just making things up. Words are real. only thing that is real is something that you can touch or feel. That's it. Anything else is made up. Love? You can feel love. You can feel God. Can you? Mm-hmm. Or do you just feel like you want to be around this person? Is that what's considered love? Still feeling. Or is that just a crazy attraction towards this person? That is up to your definition of love, which I do not want to delve into. I'm saying that if you can feel it, it's real. Just like you go to church and you feel something. You know what I'm saying? Or Do you feel something in church? Absolutely. Always. I feel like I feel angels and God around me, for sure. You know what I mean? Okay. And when I say real, I just mean real in the sense that it'd be here whether we could make an opinion on it or not, you know? If everyone in the hu- in human history just went mute and we just communicated through gestures, 
we wouldn't need words. We'd probably get. We'd probably be able to do most things. I mean, that's how people who are uh, deaf communicate. Yeah, but they're signing words, so you have to know what words are. But I'm saying, if you imagine, imagine it's like I don't know, the early caveman days, they weren't arguing. They were just making noises and gesturing, and they got angry. They probably hit each other. Did you? Would you like to communicate like that? Maybe. I don't know. No. That'd be fun for like a day. No. Words are real. Right? If you believe in God and you feel God and that's real to you, you automatically have to believe that words are real. Why? Because God is the one who started that. Started what? The words. Is he? People were speaking before the Bible was written. Okay. But when he came down, when he, well, rather not when he came down. When he sent down Adam and Eve to start that thing after Adam fucked up eating the apple. <laughs> he was hungry. <laughs> Eve was horny. All right. Anyway. That's crazy. Imagine you're the only man on earth. No. I don't want to imagine that. With just, like one woman, with just one woman and, then you're in, and you're in a garden with a talking snake following you around? That's weird. No, the snake wasn't following them around. It was in the tree. Really? Yeah. The snake wasn't following them around. He went up to the tree. It was forbidden. And then they went up to the tree. It was like, this apple looks good. And the snake was like, eat the apple. That is crazy. A Muslim man is telling me about the Bible, and he's more correct than I am right now. <laughs> yeah. I went to Catholic school for 10 years. So, Well, seven years. So, All right. He was in the tree. The snake was in the tree. He snakes in the tree and persuaded Adam to take the apple. Adam bit the apple, and God was like, I, I told you not to do that. This one tree. One tree out of the gajillion that was here. I told you not to do nothing with. You know how that go with humans, though. Don't and, do this. Why not? And you did something with it. So I'm, now I got to send you down. Yeah, now I have to make you pay. Exactly. So how do you think God was communicating to Adam and Eve? I don't know. I think it was with words. It's also God, though. He could just put thoughts in their heads. How are they deciphering those thoughts? I don't know. Words. It could have been check marks. This tree, check. This tree, check. This tree, check. I don't think that so. That tree, X. I don't think so. I think if God were to... Do that with check marks and whatever the fuck else you can think of. He would have <laughs> did the same shit for the Bible. And he would have taught us how to read it. No, but humans had advanced at that point. It, Adam and Eve, they're humans. They were just humans way back then. Correct, but they were the first humans. It's the first model off the lot. They weren't really advanced yet. It's the only model. Like, Adam was probably like 5'4", if that. Remember, these are the first humans, the first debut. Nah. Adam was about 15 feet tall. What? Yeah. What? What do you mean? Why was he 15 feet tall? Do you not... Tall? Did you go to school? I did. I never heard he was 15 feet tall. Yeah, bro. Adam was not short. These people were massive. Nah, what? Yes, look it up. Uh, maybe that's... Because, see, you did say you went to Catholic school. I did go to Catholic school, but when I learned all this, I was in a Christian school. So we didn't really... Christians, it wasn't... The, I don't think it made... It does, because the Bible is slightly different. Because the name of my church is uh, African Methodist Episcopal. So they have a different way Episcopal. of teaching. Ep- no, I didn't like the way you said that. Uh, yes, they just they teach it differently. So we were just taught that like Adam was just a smaller white man. You know, if you think about it, if it's the first human ever, you know, and then how evolution's gone. But again, you know, evolution and science is, has different views than the Bible does. So why why did they say how tall were these trees then? If Adam was fifteen, but let's tall? let's remember. Well. Let me just tell you that the Bible says nothing about the height of Adam. So 
so then why are you why do you because think the Quran uh-huh. says that Adam was like the Quran says that Adam was like ninety feet tall. What? I find that a little stretched. Oh, that that's too far. <laughs> that's too 15, far. Fifteen's cool. Though. Yeah, fifteen just... is like yeah, hundred percent. They were in the Garden of Eden. They were the first. They weren't supposed to come down to Earth. They weren't supposed to. They ate the apple. God told them not to. They ate the apple, right? God thought He made people that were obedient and without desire. And by making these things, He ultimately gave them the desire. Because eventually, by making us this smart, there was no possible way you could void us of desire and curiosity without literally just taking a brain away from us, right? He made us able to critically think. That is the key difference, and thumbs, between us and animals. <laughs> thumbs are sick. We can critically think, look and they the cannot. I'm, look at the way I'm gripping this cup. If I didn't have a thumb, you couldn't. not possible. Like this, maybe. Look, at, look if I was just like... Don't even chop. <laughs> You're still using your thumb to balance. So, no. Chop it off then, motherfucker. Test it. <laughs> How comfortable is that? Try to pick that up from the table. Without my thumb? Try to pick that up from the table with four fingers. Yeah. That's so dangerous. <laughs> That's yeah, so dangerous. It didn't feel good. But, uh, but yeah. God... Could not void us of the desire and curiosity because of the fact that he wanted intelligent beings who could critically think and who could grab stuff without having to struggle. So ultimately, Adam was bound to grab the uh, uh, the apple, right? So I'm not going to say God miscalculated, but I think we evolved faster than he expected. I didn't think Adam and Eve were in the Quran. People forget a lot that along with Christianity and like Judaism, like Islam is the other Abrahamic religion. Like those three I religions. Do, I do forget that. Those three religions that. are the three Abrahamic religions in the world, like the most followed in the world. You know, my dad used to always tell me, he was like, he's read like every book from the three Abrahamic religions yep and he's just like they're very similar very and p- people act like everything's so different and it's like pretty much the same thing just like with a different twist i think exactly. the one that's the crazy the one that's not the craziest but the the one that differs the most is jehovah's witness because they don't believe jesus has been here yet um yeah i'm gonna say uh i don't know what the the book in hinduism is called but i want to say that one is also it's much different. Much different. They much have different. over 100,000 gods. Yeah, they have gods and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, God is uh, monogamous. Monogamous. Yeah, monogamous. Mm, what? what? Wait, wait, am I saying that? Which is the right? Which is the single? Single. Single. Yes. It's monogamous. Yeah. There's only one God. Yeah, mono is one. <laughs> yeah, there's only one. Okay. So that's a huge difference. But uh, to the original point, <clears throat> yeah, they're 50 feet tall. God created massive beings to live in the Garden of oh, Eden. You've been saying him. fifty, not fifteen. No, I'm saying fifteen. Fifteen, one five. Okay. God created these beings who could critically think to live in the Garden of Eden with him. They evolved too quickly, garnered desire and curiosity, despite what God said, and took the apple and God was like, Alright. On you go. Regular human shit. On you not go. listening. 
doing what doing what we want to do after we've been explicitly instructed about yep. what we should do. Just like, and if I'm not mistaken, there was us now somebody else that did the same thing, and he just made them the keeper of hell before Luc- Adam and Eve. Lucifer, Lucifer was an angel, a disobedient angel. Yeah. Wow. Didn't believe what he was doing was what he should have been doing. Hmm. So think about that. If angels are already disobeying, imagine what a human... Well, God hoped it wouldn't happen, but like I said, there's no way he could avoid us. He could have avoided us of creativity, desire, curiosity without giving us... Without taking everything away and just making us like limp. Only loyal, <laughs> obedient robots. Yeah, that he didn't is... want a robot. Yeah, he did give us free will. You know, free will. Thankfully, exactly. just like we chose to be behind these mics today. We chose. Yo, Adam would drop like sixty a game in the <laughs> NBA right now. Like he's fifteen feet. Sixty. Yeah. Open your mind a little bit. He's dropping hundred. Well, no. A game. He's just, he's not even playing defense. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm thinking it he's would be He's waiting hard. at the basket. I'm thinking it'd only be 60 because he would foul out. Because, like, he's 15 feet tall. Like, he's just going to knock people over doing simple things. They're going to be calling fouls on him. Feel me? So he's going to foul out oh, like, every true. game. True. But he's also going to be like, yeah. Like, we're going to inbound the ball and just throw it to him. And he's going to drop the ball over the basket. That, I was just thinking literally this every time. Yeah, every time. And he's not even going to dribble either. He's just going to walk down the court, and then you're going to throw him the ball, and as close as he can get, he's going to stick his arms out. All he really has to do is get to the foul line, right? Because if he's 15 feet tall, his arms are going to be at least six feet long. Yeah, at least. You know? So he's just going to be oh. like, all right, I'm just going to reach across, flip it in there. That wingspan is crazy. Six feet, a 12-foot wingspan? Yeah. What kind of shit is that? Maybe 13 or 14. That's on the short side. What kind know? of shit is that? I don't know what his lineage is or his bloodline is, but... Yeah, that boy could probably get buckets. He wouldn't be able to play money other sports, though. Like, if he played football, I'd be kidding. Nah, nah, nah. They wouldn't let him. Wouldn't let him. It's too big. Too dangerous. <laughs> Much too dangerous. All right. Well, that's enough about... Adams basketball uh, <laughs> prospects and prospectus. Yeah, prospectus. Uh, yeah, let's let's get into the agenda today, and this kind of uh, this kind of fits in perfectly because we are educated men, and we were educated at the same college. And the question is, are you more educated if you go to college? I want to rephrase that question. Hold on, one question. One, one, sorry. Did you do you know who Robert Sarver is? Have you read up on I that? Do, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, good. I do. Good. Okay. The misogynistic son's owner. Yes. Yes. yes that's him. That's the guy. The billionaire. Yes. The billionaire himself. Hello. All right. So, what did you want to stop me to say? Uh, no. I just wanted to rephrase the question. Unless you wanted to dive in. No. Go ahead. Re- rephrase it. Uh. Are you more specially, are you more educated, I don't know how to say this, do you have a field that you are more specialized in if you go to college? I mean, yes. Uh, Yes. Easily, yes. I think that's the only question you can ask there. I think that's the only logical question. Yeah. No. Because you can't ask that question, are you more educated 
if you go to college. Cause yeah, yeah, you can. Some people are and some people aren't. But it's the fact I mean, that... It's not saying anything. But this is what I'm saying. It's the fact that college doesn't determine that. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm saying educate... I think that the definition of education here that I was getting at in this topic is that education is just knowledge rather than this is the diploma that I have on the wall in my home and this is what I tell people is my background, you know? Just like someone that didn't go to college that's 50, 60 now could be a millionaire off the strength of just good business decisions and learning along the way. I mean, how do you feel about the knowledge you've acquired since coming out of school? Are, how much smarter are you now than you were in 2018 when you graduated? Immensely. In what ways? Financially, mentally, physically. Just every, every, I've just leveled up. Like I knew some things in every category and now I'm just way past like where I was before. Okay, so humor me, right? Uh, you're 25 now. So technically you're another four years out of college. So tell me, which four years educated you more? The college years or these last four years? How much more did you learn in those comparative time periods? Hmm. All right, you know me. I got to give long, drawn-out answers. Go okay? ahead. Go ahead. So, I'm going to say that I learned more in these last four years. Okay. The second four years. Mm-hmm. But, my mental capacity to handle and to pursue these topics only came in these second four years. So, these first four years, yeah, I was curious yeah, I wanted to get smarter, but I was also in college, dancing, playing baseball. I wasn't really worried about the world after college. I just said learning. It didn't have you know? to be life-specific. I said just learning. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not just acquiring knowledge. You, When you danced? I think the second for you. Uh, when you danced, you acquired knowledge about dancing. It's very true. I might have to re- recant my answer. Right? Then. If someone's a professional dancer... That doesn't mean they're not educated. Doesn't mean they're not intelligent. Nah, you know means what? They're very specific. You know what? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say my, uh, I'm gonna say my first four years in college. I think it was very, it was profoundly educational, because of the fact that I personally think, and I've only ever lived in Florida, New York, but I personally think that people in New York City are very, very. They're very able to adjust on the fly. They're very adjustable. They're very adaptable. You know, regardless of if they complain or not. They're very adaptable. <laughs> um, so, when I first went into college, becoming part of that culture was learning how to become adaptable and adjustable to keep up. Okay. And I just carried that over out of college and just kept doing it. So I'm going to say I learned more in college because if I didn't have that, right, if I wasn't forced to be adjustable and adaptable in college because I'd just been an outcast in college and I wasn't going to do that, I learned more in college because of it. So I'm going to say the first four years. Take that back. Okay. I like the way you said that because I was going to say that too, coming from like Florida to here. That's an education in the world in itself because – you know, in the times I've been in the South, it's legitimately 
just a completely different world. Like everybody's everything is so slow down there, so calm. So like, you know, people up here be like, I just go to work and then go to the gym and I just like that's all I do. And in the south, people be like, it's a goddamn good day. Went to the gym, went to work, got some good food, and like I I kind of get it, you know. Like there's less traffic, so your commute wasn't crazy. You know you weren't gonna take the train. You were gonna take the car. Uh, the weather's not so brutal. Uh, whatever you're doing, everyone else is a little more slow paced. So wherever you're working down there, it's not going to be the same level of stress. You know, if you work in Midtown or somewhere in the city in a fast paced environment, you know, you could have someone calling you like, yo, what the fuck? You know, but if we, if we compare industries and we do, we can say, yo, if we do construction in New York city versus construction in Florida, completely different. Right, and that's just from something that we've both done, right? Where it's gonna be, you know, everything down is what prefab for the most part, right? I mean, all the if you really well, in and by prefab anyway, we mean prefabricated, yeah, yeah. which means yeah. that they made the pieces beforehand, it's so like Legos, can, exactly. just connect them, exactly. Um, but uh, it's easier said than done. It's easier to say that because. In Florida, all they're really building is roads. Buildings are, are still being built, but it's more roads really? than buildings. Yeah. They're just trying to make Florida, like, super accessible everywhere. Right, because there's probably still so many rural areas. There is. There is. And, like, they're definitely building a lot of houses, too. Um, That's what But I'm more talking about commercial. We're more talking commercial here, I would assume. Because we worked in commercial. I mean. I didn't work <clears> in residential, so. I'm, I mean. Sure, we can do. Commercial. I, I we, can do know, commer- yeah. we can we can do commercial stuff too. That's fine. Um, but over here, you see commercial apartment buildings just go up out of nowhere, and they're what thirty feet sometimes. Yeah, I don't think. Do mean I mean thirty feet, thirty feet, thirty, uh, 30 floors. Yeah, 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 or things of that nature. I couldn't I couldn't name a building I've ever seen in Florida that was over. You know, besides Miami. That was legitimately over 20 stories. Tampa has some condo condominiums, too. Didn't see them. Really? Huh. I mean, look, maybe they, I passed them or maybe driving I was on, the highway, say on the beach. But I'm saying, if I drive in New, in New York City for 30 minutes, I'm going to see some tall motherfucking 30-story buildings. No matter if I'm in Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, or Manhattan. Right? If I'm in Tampa for 30 minutes, I'm not, I might just see road and, road and houses for That's 30 minutes. Is. That's what it is in Florida. Everything is just about roads and new communities. And you're building these roads so these new communities have uh, easy access to highways right outside. Which is dope. Which is dope. Don't get me wrong. Very. Very much so, actually. Um, New York just don't have the fucking space for that. Or the time to redirect traffic that much. As fast so they can get it done. That's why there's always construction going on here. You know what's funny? You know what I was thinking about the other day? I was thinking to myself... You know, people are moving to Texas and all these places are getting developed because I was in Texas a lot last month and I was just like, damn, like, there's so much room to dream out here. And then if you really think about it, like diffusion, like there's a reason why the coasts and the coastlines of every country are just like bustling and vibrant because that's where all the trade was. That's where all the goods came through. That's where all the travelers came through. That was the place to be. That's where the money was being made and the new culture and the new things were happening. You know, so it's not really that, I mean, confusing that so many people live in New York or want to go to New York because it's like, this is 
where it's at right now. You know, Correct. this is you know we're the closest to Europe pretty much besides like. I guess Vermont or Rhode Island or some shit. You know, we're literally right here at the uh, Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like in California. They're right next to the Pacific. There's a heavy Asian population. They're heavily influenced by Asian fashion and styles, etc. They're right there. It makes a lot of sense. You know, but that's something yeah. that I feel like I definitely learned in school as well. But it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, close to the center of trade, blah, blah, blah. And then you start living a little bit and traveling a little bit. And it's like, oh, like, this is it. You know, like you go to Texas and you are seeing like real heartland United States of America shit in there. You know, like burgers, barbecue, see, like some seafood in Texas. But like other places over there, like what was I, Arizona? It wasn't that much seafood there. You know, it was very rare. It's inland, yeah. You know, but like, it's just so much different, you know, and there's so much room to dream there. I think a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I'm moving for the space. And then in like 10, 15 years, when everyone keeps moving into the middle of the country, because that's eventually what's going to happen, they're going to be like, fuck. <laughs> Do you believe those uh, those coastal cities, uh, those coastal states have more more of a push to go to college than the... The inland ones? Or the landlocked ones? Absolutely. Really? With uh, new culture and more money and just people want to learn more. People want to be more educated. Think about the people you know, right? Uh, back home in APK that, like, have lived... Their family lives in Florida. They've lived in Florida. They don't know anything else. You know? that uh, Like, how many how many of your classmates are really thinking to themselves, I got to get a master's or I'm going to get a master's? I mean, I don't really know, but I don't really... No, no, just think about the people that you interact with and think about oh, it. Oh, here. You're talking about no, no, New York. From oh. Florida that you went to high school with. Um, right? I know you went to a ton... You had a ton of people you went to high school with. But, like, think about it. Think about how many people are like, yeah, I'm going to school. I'm going to get my master's. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Ah, da, da, da. And some people are just like, yeah, well, you know, I'll go to, like, the school. Figure it out. Yeah. A lot of people went to a community college. Uh, our community colleges, though, we had feeder programs yeah. into big universities. So, it was easier for them to make that transition over. Plus, you saved a shit ton of money yeah. for the first two years. So, um, I mean, there wasn't... I, don't, I can't remember a lot of conversations where there was people like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, and that. It was more just like, I'll go to college, get a job eventually. Regular life shit. Yeah. Nothing out of the ordinary. So, I'm going to go the, a different way, and I'm going to say that the coastal cities uh, push them more well-rounded education that doesn't necessarily include college <clears throat> but i really yeah i'm gonna say because i've had a lot of conversations with people in florida family and not family that say uh and well, actually before i say that i'm gonna say they don't push college but if they do it's not like go get your master's go get your doctors it's like get a bachelor's get the undergrad and then go do whatever extra you want to do. Yeah. Right? So I've had a lot of conversations with people, family and non-family in Florida, that have literally told me that. Go get your bachelor's. Right? Business. Whatever else. Right? Marketing, finance, whatever the case may be. Get that. And then expand out of college. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about getting your master's or your doctorates unless that it's something specific that you want to own your own practice or something like that. that's obviously different the medical field is vastly different right of course but anything other than that is go get your bachelor's 
learn what you learn for those four years, right? Get a basic fundamental understanding and then expand on your own outside. If you feel that the masters is what you need to go for to help your expanding, do that. But they, the people I've spoken to personally don't think that you need a master's to expand on that, right? And these are very successful people that I've been speaking to mm. where back then a master's wasn't like the new bachelor's, you know? Mm-hmm. Now the master's is the new bachelor's degree. Absolutely. So it wasn't like that for them back then. And they're in very high positions making a shit ton of money paying or not paying focusing on their their time instead of their money because their money's already set good making itself you know so i think the coastal cities right i've actually had conversations with people like that here too i think the coastal cities push college but they also push in the same respect an expansion of knowledge upon your own volition and that doesn't necessarily mean a master's doesn't necessarily mean a doctorate it might just mean a shit ton of self-education for example like you've done with stocks you didn't learn shit about stocks in college no one thing this was all evan brown university <laughs> all it was evan brown university based out of queens new york do you know so at the same time ebu 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 <laughs> At the same time, they push college, but it's also like college isn't the end all be all. College is probably college is more than likely the first step to the the real knowledge you'll gain by doing it yourself. Agreed. And then, so then I'm gonna reference that to like when I was in Texas. I feel like a lot of people in Texas just like these people I spoke to. Like, there's definitely educated people there, but it's also people that's just like went to high school went to a junior college or community college, and then that was it. They could start working, you know? The the barrier to entry in the middle of America is much lower than on the coast. Yes. You know, like, if, if yes. you have a master's degree in middle America, I mean, what job can't you get for the most part, you know, besides, you know, racism? And <laughs> they look they overlook that, but it's pretty much no limit there. No. And when you have a, bro, when you have a bachelor's, it gets you in the door, and like the bachelor's is the uh, the master's is the new bachelor's these days, which is crazy to think yeah. about it because that means you're doing at least six years of school, exactly, putting yourself in debt, and that's kind of how we got to this. And then you get out, and you can't find a job. That's how we. That's really how we got to this point in the economy because people are like, "Why are so many people on unemployment?" It's because so many people went to college because you said that's how you get a job, and then they couldn't get a job. Exactly, and so, like to your point about uh going back a little bit to. Um, like the specializing in college, right? And to the basic fundamental understanding. We didn't go to school for construction, right? Speaking for both Evan and I. We didn't go to school for construction. But we came out and got construction jobs a month and a half, two months out of college. Like before the summer ended, we were already working in construction, right? Like I remember walking into my interview and me telling them, the first thing I told them was, I, I'm grateful for the interview, but I want to let you know that I don't have any construction experience. I don't know any of this stuff, right? Continued on the interview and got complimented because I interviewed well, because I had the fundamental knowledge of, one, what employers want to hear, right? Because it's all about what the fuck they want to hear, right? You, you show them a little, a little pizzazz, you say a couple big words, and they're like, oh, yeah. 
Well, especially you can do it. Especially that place of business. Yes, they were they were very easily impressed. Yes, that too. <laughs> so, and not taking away anything from what me and Evan did because we did what the fuck had to get done in in excess. But yeah, it was just like we we didn't have any fu- we didn't have any fundamental construction knowledge, but we had fundamental subtle amounts. We had fundamental business and or uh, personable knowledge, right? And construction, for the people that know, is all about money and personability. The personability gets you the money and vice versa, sometimes. <laughs> and the, the ability to not be an idiot. Yes. And just understand the sequence of events. But regardless, uh, yeah. So, to me... I guess that was a long-worded way of us beating around the bush a little bit. But I, I just feel like I've learned so much more out of college. You know, I just, I learned in college for sure. But I just feel like as if, it's like every month or two in college, I'm like, damn. I mean, sorry, not in college. Every month or two out of college, in the real world, I'm just like, wow. Like, I just learned so much today. I literally have moments like that. And I'm like, yo, I just learned so much today about yep. so many things. And it's just like tomorrow's another day to do it all over again. I never felt like that in college. In college, it's like no. another assignment, another paper. I was gonna say because they shoved specific things down your throat without actually telling you, or literally letting you know that this might, this might give you some knowledge outside of college. It was just like no, you need to pass this test. So you, this is the assignment you need to do. Yeah, I just felt like a lot of the things we learned wasn't applicable anywhere. No. So I was just like, this is nonsense. Like I'm taking. I understand the well-being, well-rounded, and I know we went to a liberal arts school, but, like, you know, that was Catholic, but I'm taking religion classes in college. You know? I felt like that was silly. Waste of time. Waste of money. And they were mandatory. It wasn't like you could opt out of them, and yes, I understand I went to a Catholic college. That was a liberal arts college, but at the same time, it's like, I basically paid you six grand for you to make me recite to you what I know about the Bible, you know? Or to learn about saints and Catholicism. That I'll never care. remember. That I'll never remember. I don't care. Just, I remember they gave me some assignment. It had like 15 saints on it. And I just looked at it with like the blankest expression. I'm just like, I just looked, literally looked at it and I was like, what? Like, why the fuck is this in front of me? You know? And I'm thinking like, damn, like I'm Christian, but I'm not Catholic. I can't even imagine someone that's like Muslim or Hindu. And they're looking at this and they're just like, what? Like, what do I do with this information? Yeah. Yes, literally. <laughs> good, the good thing, though, and uh, I don't even remember who it was that gave me that taught my religion class, but we literally did nothing. And uh, I got an A. Oh, I had one of the best religion teachers. He, everything was open book. He said, just show up, take notes, don't disrespect me. Was it a tall? No, he's short. No, 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 no. Short as fuck. Mad. Uh, eclectic. What does that mean again? Eclectic just means like he's, uh, he just does things a little, a little uniquely. You know, it's a little okay. exciting. But, yeah, that was pretty much, that was pretty much religion at, at the College of Mount St. Vincent, so. Interesting. I'm lying. It ate. All right, so what's your stance on that? I don't think it's as, like, it's not as easy as, like, a yes or no for me. That's my thing. What if I went to college, right? What if I went to MSV? Only played baseball. Didn't dance. Didn't do anything besides play baseball, go to eat food, and then go back to my room when I wasn't at practice. You still don't learn. But what I've learned as much as I did if I was at, as as extroverted, 
Probably not. That's what I'm saying. So, did, am I more educated that I that I went to college? Yes, that is the question. That's I'm just saying it out loud. Am I am I more educated that I went to college? Yes, because I took the opportunity to learn a lot of shit. Okay. All right. I like that answer. Now your turn. I think I learned more out of college. I think if oh, I had okay. worked four years instead of going to college, I feel like I would learn. I'd be way further just in terms of knowledge. You know, maybe I wouldn't have known about a few things, but I mean, you just learn stuff on the fly in the real world. So I think that people that were able to at eighteen to get a full time job and start working, like those people, they really know, man. So you can't just discredit that or just give people that went to college credit because that just means they're able to learn or fit inside the educational system rather than actually be successful. But let's talk about uh let's talk about the son's horny and misogynistic and racist uh owner. I feel like that's gonna be fun. Uh we've been kinda avoiding this one. His name is Robert Sarver. He's a billionaire. He owns the Phoenix Suns. Sarver. Yeah. Uh he is the founder of the phrase niggas need niggas. That's him? Yeah. He's the founder of that phrase. And yes, wow. Ro- and no, Robert Sarver is not black. He's white. Uh, Yeah, he's crazy. Did you see the the roast no. that he did? Okay, so I think that video just became public maybe a couple days he ago. He did a roast? Yeah, he did a roast. And uh, hold on a second. I actually had... They broke it down. So he went to a... Uh, he went to a memorial... Uh, for Dick Heckman. Do you know who that is? No. Dick Heckman, he was a business owner and investor. No, I don't know who that is. One of Robert Sarver's friends. Um, and he went to memorial service for him, right? And I guess what he had wanted, what uh, the late Dick Heckman wanted, mm-hmm. was to have a roast at his funeral, right? Uh-huh. So Was Dick Heckman a white man? I believe so. Sounds like a white name. Heckman. Um... Dick Heckman. So, Dick's going to give you Heckman. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't a roast. It was just speech time. So, Robert Sarver went up there. So, he said, clink, clink, clink. I'd like to make a toast. And made... No, it wasn't a toast. It was a speech. And made his speeches speech... Speeches toast. Toast speeches. He made his speech like a roast. Right? That was Those were his like opening remarks was the roast section of his speech yes flaming a dead guy low so right first joke he made was referencing heckman's sons still alive referencing their sexual exploits right so and i quote we just bought the team in june of 2004 my biggest concerns were ticket sales sponsorship revenue trying to sign some players getting a winning record what I really know is my biggest concern was the Heckman boys were fucking their way through the cheerleading team. Okay. That's kind of funny. So that, that was number one. Right? And they were the they were the sons of the former owner, right? Yes. Oh, that's gangster. Um and so uh at one point he turns to somebody in the crowd, I guess they were on their phone, and he says this guy's got a make-believe deal going on over there at a at fucking three in the morning. You merging on a spack, or are you lining up a hooker over there? What are you doing? 
It's a goddamn memorial service. Fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. I'm guessing, I'm going to guess his receptionist has small tits, but he has no idea. He's just drinking his wine. Wow. This is all during the speech. Yeah, this guy. is the speech. Wow. Okay. He's up on stage with this Keep going. Shit. I, w- I want to hear this. Um, he talks about Deck, uh, Heckman's uh, sex life. Okay. He sick. says, and I quote, Dick was chasing everything that moved in Scottsdale. <laughs> and speaking of, someone said he left his DNA. He did leave his DNA in one of Steve Nash's socks. Oh, that's yeah, gross. So that's just tasteless. Uh, here we go again. I quote, Dick would say he had sex 10 times a day, unmedicated. And I finally figured it out. It was Dick's sex math. So when he said 10 times, and after he said that, he starts thrusting. What he meant is like out of five times, that was ten times for Dick. So he's, like, just, he's just nothing crazy. Yeah, pretty much. It's like the five times felt like ten because it was crazy. And this is his opening remarks. These are part of the speech in front of everybody at this memorial service. No, what I'm saying is the open, like this is. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's crazy. Yes. So it's actually kind of a. Uh, it's actually kind of crazy. So Heckman's widow, right? Uh, her name is Wendy. Wendy Heckman. She found no offense. On any of these remarks. Yeah. Like, this was this was okay for her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she said, you know, Robert's a really good person. I've never heard him say anything derogatory or anything with, like, racial flair. Never done that in my presence, so mm-hmm. she didn't find any offense. Um, the, Suns, the Suns organization, people in the Suns organization said they found the video inappropriate, outrageous, uh, and consistent with Robert Sarver's pattern over the years. Right, which is kind of a scary thing for them to say because that means they've been logging this activity and done nothing about it. I mean, have they done nothing about it or has the league done nothing about it? Because apparently the code of conduct in the NBA is if someone in the front office is doing something, you tell the owner and then you inform the league office and they make a uh, they make a little hash on the ledger and they say, today... Robert Sarver did something bad, and it goes into a log, and it's reviewed by someone. So how do we know they just weren't calling, and they were like, okay, and then they were throwing it. They were just banging the phone and not taking any notes. Yeah. We don't. Oh. I mean, wow. That's really a policy? That's the way things go? Mm Mm-hmm. Because think about it. If your owner's wilding out, you can't tell your owner. Because he was higher than him, only league commissioner. True. So you got to tell the league office. It's like independent contractors within the league. Exactly. And you don't think the, the league has an incentive or a motivation to not have it come out that the fact that they're uh, usually older white men owners are, are a pervs. bit... Uh, are perving it up. Yeah. I, I think that's fair to say they don't want that information public. You know, these people are billionaires that own a f- sports franchise. They don't really uh, do well with conformity or rules. It's very true. Very true. Mans was at this memorial roast opening the casket, pretending to jerk him off for a joke or something. I mean, I got to be honest with you. That's what I, like, reading these comments, that's what I imagine is happening. I mean, look. Not even, not even using his hand. Making Heckman, like, do it. Like, moving Heckman's hand. Look, I hear you. To, like, jerk himself off. And that might have been wild. But if his widow said she wasn't offended and that was their relationship that they just didn't watch it to each other, I mean, like, 
it was it was blunt, it was crass, it was a little explicit, but like he didn't really say anything that crazy, you know, in terms of like racial or anything like that. You know, he said the guy's receptionist had small tits, but I mean and so he said he's gonna guess that she has small tits. Yeah, but I mean you know, he didn't say small tit women were bad. I just I, you know, he just literally said that's what I'm gonna guess, you know? Not to be a Robert Sarvis apologist. But let's uh let's go to my favorite part about this terrible, terrible things that he's been doing. Because right now, we're just talking about how wild he is. Let's get into some of the bad shit he's done. Uh, Sarver once used the N-word when trying to explain to a staffer why he preferred hiring Lindsey Hunter, who was a black man, NBA coach, over Dan Majerly, white man, that used to coach the Mavericks, as head coach in 2013, according to a high-level executive who heard the remark. Hunter was a first-year Suns player development coordinator, while Major League was in his fifth year as a Suns associate head coach. <laughs> These niggas need a nigga, Sarver told the staffer of his largely black team, according to the executive. These niggas need a nigga. I mean, <laughs> I don't think he's wrong, but you can't say shit like that. That's what was killing me, because it was literally like, bro... I get what he was trying to say. It's just like you can't say that word. Yeah. Yo. That's crazy. Man's was dead not wrong. He just went blunt. He you know what? He was being Robert Sarver. And it fucked him. <laughs> Didn't really care. And it fucked Didn't him. really care. Oh my god. There's more here too. Jeez. Yeah, that was my favorite part though cuz I was like felt but also crazy. And now here is here is Robert Sarver, like any man that's definitely racist, saying, "What do all racist white people say to black people when they hear the N word? When they heard nigga, what do they always say? What do all racist white people say to black people when they hear the N word? Mm -hmm. Like, don't say that. It's a bad no. word. No. Why can't I say it? Oh, why can't I say it? Oh. <laughs> why can't I say it? And it's like, really? Like, I feel like that should be. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Anyway, after the loss, this is another part of the uh, ESPN article. After the loss, Suns majority owner Robert Sarver entered the coach's locker room. Watson told ESPN. You know, why does Draymond Green, this is Robert Sarver, why does Draymond Green get to run up the court, court and say nigga? Sarver, who was white, allegedly said, repeating the N-word several times in a row. You, you can't say that, said Watson, who is black and Hispanic. And... Uh, whoever Watson is. He's like an executive, I think. Okay. Anyway, why, Sarver replied. Draymond Green says, nigga. You can't fucking say that, Watson said. When you're rich, you could just do anything. Yo. Here we go. I got some more stories for you. Those were like some of the tamer ones. During the 2009-2010... Some of the tamer ones? During the 2009-2010 season, Sarver entered the Suns' training room and saw reserve forward Taylor Griffin, older brother of NBA forward Blake Griffin, who was a mixed man, black and white, lifting weights. He noticed that the 6'7", nearly 240-pound Griffin, who had been a serious weightlifter dating back to high school, didn't have hair on his legs. Sarver, according to two people who witnessed interaction, asked Griffin whether he shaved his legs. Griffin said he did. Sarver then asked, do you shave your balls too? One basketball operations staffer said Sarver separately asked the question of others in the organization several years later. 
says is going around. So, yo, we shaved the bush, fellas, or or what? What's going on in here? <laughs> Moving on. This this actually might be the best one because he pulled the Rick James here. Through his legal team, Sarver denied using racially insensitive language. I've never called anyone or any group of people the N-word or referred to anyone or any group of people by the N-word, either verbally or in writing. I don't use that word. It is abhorrent, ugly, denigrating, and against everything I believe in. Seems like a fair statement, right? Yes. Later on, Sarver did acknowledge using the word once many years ago. On one occasion, a player used the N-word to describe the importance of having each other's backs. Sarver said to his attorneys, I responded by saying, I wouldn't say nigga. I would say that we're in the foxhole together. <laughs> Sounds like he's just doing that shit for fun. Bro. <laughs> like he's like being condescending with it. Yeah. It's just it's just like they keep going. They keep going. Yeah, Robert Sarver. Robert Sarver almost reminds me. Of like a Trump. I mean, that's why when everyone's like, "Oh, Trump this," and I'm just like, "There's a million Trumps in this country." He's just like the big, like the best one at it, you know. He's, He's the best Trump at being Trump. Yeah, Mr. Donald Trump. Yeah, that's why I was like, all the other ones are knockoffs. Yeah, pretty much. It's also why Trump doesn't own a professional sports franchise. All right, last last story. Yo, imagine! Oh my God! Hey, there's a lot of professional athletes that like Donald Trump. Oh. Listen to this. When the Suns were recruiting free agent LaMarcus Aldridge in the summer 2015, the team knew that Aldridge had young children in Texas and that playing near them was appealing. During the recruitment, Sarver remarked to two basketball ops staffers that the Suns needed to have local strippers impregnated by NBA players so those players would have children in the Phoenix area and feel obliged to be closer to them, giving the Suns a potential edge in free agency. That's not something I would say out loud. I say that to like my staff, that, though. That's like some. He did say it to his staff, but it's like, bro, it's like some, some funny shit. That's like some funny shit you would say if you were high. You, but you're the owner of the team. You can't say stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, listen. If like me and you own a franchise, and we're on a Friday night just like working on shit or whatever, I definitely be like, yo, get some of these strippers down here. Get a. Get three of our, get our sixth, seventh, and eighth man down here. Or like our third, fourth, and fifth man down here. And don't bring any condoms. And don't bring any, this is what they got to do. We got to save this franchise. This is how we're going to do it. That's some funny shit. You know, I wouldn't say it. Like, you keep saying he says it to like these like, per, uh, like Suns personnel. And I'm thinking this is like the. Basketball op staffers. Like, but okay, the basketball op staffers. Could be GMs, could be high level executives. I'm talking Remember, about like a lot the, of these people commented anonymously because they wanted to keep their job. I'm thinking these are like the random guy in the gym who's like making sure the gym is fine, like son's personnel. No, he's not telling shit. he's not telling maintenance that. Maybe he did, honestly. He was a wild boy. That's what it sounds like. I don't think he's telling the assistant gym this. I mean, bro, a lot of this shit says high level executive. We could assume he's not, but it doesn't really matter. It's just like this would be some funny like if you really wanted to say that thing, say that like around your boys, not at work, you know? That's the thing, that's the difference. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I that's what I was trying to reference like say it around people you like literally know that this is the relationship you have and it won't be the end of the world and they can understand i'm just shit. fucking around exactly you know exactly while while robert robert sarver might not have been right at least he you know he wouldn't be in the situation that he is now 
You know, sorry yeah. there, Sarv man. <laughs> Sarv man. Yeah, uh, over seventy former and current Suns employees have described the toxic co- workplace culture under him, including allegations of misogyny and that he used racist language and slurs. Okay. <laughs> also, have this amazing picture of Robert Sarver on the team on the team PJ. Jesus Christ! Wearing one of his players' ice on his chest. Uh, that's kind of hard. I'm not even gonna lie to you. This is this is crazy. I mean, it's almost like. It's almost like when you were younger, like you wanted your coach to bang with you. So like when he made a joke with you or something like that, you were like, yeah, I'm the favorite. That's what that feels like. You got the owner of your organization who's paying you millions. Like, hey, can I wear your chain on the uh, on the team team jet? No, nah, I feel like it wasn't like that. I feel like it was like this. It was like, it's more like he gets on the plane. He's like, because he, because there's a guy on the Suns who's named uh, DeAndre Ayton. His face looks like he's about 37, but he's like 23. He's fresh out of college. He was. Oh the really, number... DeAndre Ayton, the center? Yeah, he's like I think he was a number two pick. Maybe he's he good. Number one pick. He's the reason why the he's him... filthy. He's filthy. Say, him book and Paul are the reason why the Suns are going crazy. Right yes, now. yes. Ayton is nice. Ayton also wears an aggressive amount of jewelry at all times. Like. Not on court, though. Not on court. No, like off the court. But I'm saying, like, at any time that I see DeAndre Ayton not in basketball clothes, it's at least three chains on his neck. And they're all heavy as fuck. Really? Because that man is, like, seven feet tall. Yeah. Just Google DeAndre Ayton and look at at his ice. We'll we'll wait for this. Because that man is iced the fuck out. DeAndre Ayton. Oh, yeah, he's heavy as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You just seen him, right? Yeah, pulling up to a game, literally wearing a t-shirt with Devin Booker on it with, like, three massive links around his neck. Yo, it's just it just be the most aggressive Cuban links you've ever seen. Like, if he took them off and started swinging them, someone's getting concussed. And they all got pendants on them, too. Yes. So I'm pretty sure Sarver was wearing uh, Aiton's chain, which is hilarious because Aiton wants a max contract and Sarver doesn't think he's worth it. It's like the man is averaging like 17 and 11 easy, and he's obviously... About the bag. The man only wears hundreds of thousands of dollars of jewelry on his neck. He will leave. Feel me? He's not in this for Phoenix. He's in this for DeAndre Ayton. Rightfully so. Yeah. So that is that is very ironic. Also has a Maybach. And I'm confirming that that is his, cha- that is his chain on Instagram. Oh, confirmed? Yeah. That's, he has it on another picture. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. He's, got, he's posing in front of his Maybach. 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 So, yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going to come out of his allegations. I don't know if he's going to remove his owner. Uh, his allegations are severe, but they're less than the other NBA owner that was removed, Donald Sterling. So, I think they're going to get a bunch of fines, but I don't. Maybe the team votes him out, but I don't think. I didn't hear any racial stuff. I haven't read about any racial stuff. I literally just. Like showed you him like saying like saying oh. repeatedly. When I'm saying racial stuff, I mean like the N word. Oh, still racial. I get what you're saying. So, but that's a basic white racist thing. Oh, are you saying he's not racist he's enough not, for you? He's not like obscenely racist. Oh, well, I mean him right? just doing that and constantly doing that around people. It's over, hundred yeah, percent. It's over I'm, at that I'm, point. But I'm saying he also uh, like uh, what did he do? He didn't. <laughs> Niggas need niggas. It's hilarious. I'm sorry. 
It, that is hilarious. Niggas and honest, niggas. like, it didn't take me any time to understand. Yeah, but like, it's what an all meant. black league. You can't say stuff like that. Listen, I you know agree that it's canceled. A... I agree that he should be canceled because you nah, can't do stuff can't, like that. Don't cancel him. Right? Just remove him from power. Cancel. That's what I mean. Canceling cancel is, is, cancel his power. I always think cancel people because that's it's, it's silly. Cancel's power. That's but, what uh, I mean, who right? is it? Who is the other person? Oh, Earl Watson. So it was alleged that uh, Sarver... Uh, Earl Watson was a former NBA player. Now he's a coach. He's supposed to be the head coach of the Suns, but that like Sarver didn't like him and like uh, he didn't racially profile him. But there was something he was like, I don't want to hire him because he's this or from this area, whatever. Anyway, there was a bunch of shit with Earl Watson. There's another thing where he asked somebody to fire to like put the blame on someone that was like it's a long ass report and I really don't feel like getting into the weeds of it right now. But for the most part. Uh, 70 allegations is bad. And if there's like four or five incidents of him saying the N-word, it's like, all right. Like, if there's five incidents that we know about, how many yeah, times has there we... been incidents that we don't know about? Yes. I agree. I agree. I thought when you said racist, he was going to he was like profiling his 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 basketball, uh, what did you call them? The staffers? Yeah. I thought he was like profiling them and like subjecting them to like crazy, condi- not crazy conditions, but like conditions that weren't being given to you know, his white staffers and stuff like that. You know, I haven't read anything about that. No. Is what I'm saying. No. Not, I don't remember stuff like that. I do remember he doesn't, he didn't hire certain people for certain roles because he didn't think a black person, he said something like that. Anyway. Yeah. I just. Do we think he should be removed as owner? Yes. I think he should be removed as majority owner. But that is up to the team and I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the NBA is just going to let the season majority, drag on. and Let him not be the spokesperson for the phoenix suns basically they're gonna be like look buddy you need to hide yeah that's what they're gonna say yeah we'll take we'll take these shares but uh we'll take the the majority but uh he's still a billionaire so yeah it's not you like do you... what you gotta do you made your shit yeah you, and then you fucked your shit up so just <laughs> you're doing good then you were doing bad yeah so you can't come back from this do what you gotta do we're gonna take over from here you don't have to say anything anymore yeah please don't say anything anymore i think that's what they're gonna say now um Excuse me. El Tanko is MTO. Okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> you just so flustered when I say that. Every <laughs> single one that I've said that, you've been like, oh boy. Oh god. Okay. The tank is officially empty. Uh be kind. Drink water. It's the holiday season. Drink some coquito. Uh and don't be racist. Uh and when I say racist, don't say the N-word if you're not allowed to say the N-word. That also counts as racist. If some of you misunderstood my point from five minutes ago, don't say the N word. Um, yeah, see you later. <laughs>